Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Last night I picked up a friend at Logan Airport in Boston. Now, now I don't know if you've ever been to Boston, but it's a great city, and there are a lot of cool things to see and do there. And if you take the train into Boston and spend a day there walking around and taking the tea from stop to stop, barring any terrible happenings befalling you, you'll have a good time. Now, if you drive into Boston, oh dear, not fun. The best advice I can give you is to get to where you need to be, park, and then take the subway. Driving in Boston is not fun, and picking someone up at Logan Airport is chaos. But I am the kind of person who, if you're my friend, I'll do just about anything for you. So, last night I pick up my friend at Logan, and he says, uh, let's go to Ernesto's and get some pizza. It's on me. And Ernesto's, if you've ever, ever in Boston, is, is a great pizza place in the North End. And it's amazing pizza at a fair price. So, so we go to Ernesto's. It sounds good. And, and uh, as we drive out of Logan and we, we park in a garage a couple blocks from Ernesto's. And it's, it's a big garage. It's, it's like a nine-story garage. And there are people, like, all over the street. And I'm like, oh, my God, something is going on around here, meaning like some kind of event. And uh, we see some truly spectacular looking people, like groups of women, groups of young men, lots of couples, and everybody seems very excited and very like positive and happy. And I ask one of the parking attendants, what's, what's the event that all these folks are going to? And the guy says, Lizzo! And it all makes way too much sense. Uh, the other thing I notice in the Lizzo fan crowd making their way to the show are lots of moms and daughters. It's really sweet, you know? Good for Lizzo. She seems to have an eclectic fan base. I, I know I'd mentioned this before, but her, her new album, Special, is very good. And, and the pizza at Ernesto's was also very good. And my friend and I got out of the city and back home without incident. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I am the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my novels. I'm the author of 10 books that are all available right now worldwide in both ebook and paperback formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. My latest novel, The Peeper and the Playwright, was released just last month. I've already got some feedback from folks who have read it, and uh, they are saying good things. I'm exceedingly proud of uh, The Peeper and the Playwright. Please consider purchasing it. Soft cover copies are $9 US or the equivalent, and uh, ebook copies are just $2.99 US or the equivalent. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 248 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Our guest today, Jason Lambeth, is no stranger to this podcast. You may remember my conversation with Jason at the beginning of this year when we spoke with him about his band Red Pants album, When We Were Dancing. Well, Red Pants has recently released a brand new five-song EP titled Gentle Centuries. And I'm going to tell you something right now, listeners. This EP is not only my favorite EP of 2022 thus far, Gentle Centuries is my favorite Red Pants album yet. Now, if you've never heard Red Pants, this is a great jumping-on point, as you get five songs that have Jason and Elsa taking full advantage of their compositional skills, their musicianship here. It's top-notch. If you love bands like Stereolab, Yola Tango, if you're a fan of boy-girl indie pop, if you like uh, that Madchester sound that came out of England in the late 80s, you gotta check out Red Pants' new EP, Gentle Centuries. If you dig at all the bands and styles I just mentioned, you will not be unhappy when you hear this album. I'm gonna play something from Gentle Centuries for you in a bit, but first let's talk to our friend Jason Lambeth. Hello, oh, you know what? I think we might have lost him. Hang on a second, let me call him back. I had him on the phone a moment ago. Oh wait, no, he's here. Hang on, there he is. Hello, Jason. Are you there? I'm here. I'm so sorry. I, I accidentally I locked my phone screen and hung up on you. Oh, so I that's missed okay. Your intro. <laughs> that's all right. There was barely barely a pause between. I'm I'm glad we got you now, Jason. How how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, Andy? I'm doing well, Jason. As as I mentioned in your introduction, which you probably didn't hear, <laughs> you and I you and I spoke earlier this year for a, a People Are the Enemy episode, and uh, I went back and I re-listened to that conversation. And you said something that was very telling toward the end of our talk. I asked you what you had planned for the rest of 2022, and you said you and Elsa were working on, quote, something completely different from this album, meaning when we were dancing, the album you were promoting at the time. Yeah, yeah. And you said you were hoping to put it out later in 2022. Well, now here we are. It's October. Gentle Centuries is out. Are any of the five songs that make up the new EP ones that you were working on at the time we spoke earlier this year? Um, they probably were, yeah. I I think we initially kind of started, we started jamming um, in the basement uh, last winter in my basement, which we typically don't do. And it kind of kind of had us um, doing, uh, we were doing sort of softer, more acoustic things. And our, my initial thought was like, oh, let's put out like a little kind of acoustic um ep uh recorded on the four track it'll be it'll be yeah it would be you know completely different from what we had just done <clears throat> and but the more we kept kind of messing around in the basement i started to bring out like i used my organ and some other keyboards and uh it just kind of that that kind of opened up the the gateway to uh, even more kind of experimenting like record or writing on bass for one song that didn't actually end up making the ep um i i bought a piano in the last year and that that we we recorded a song with the piano um yeah it was just sort of all over the place <laughs> awesome awesome did you did you have to get that piano tuned was it uh... i did yeah it was a, <clears throat> excuse me it was like a, a facebook marketplace free piano yes <laughs> that i that i spent more money uh getting 
getting uh, moved and then <laughs> subsequently getting tuned, then probably it would have cost to have bought a piano. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do and it's already, it's already out of tune again. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I think you need to get them tuned like twice a year or something. Yeah. My, my, that was my grandfather's. Well, that was like one of his uh, side hustles. He was a piano tuner. He had all those tools and I'd watch him do that stuff. That was, yeah, that's, it's a job, man. It's a real job. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Jason, the drums on, on Gentle Centuries are, are so crisp and alive. Did did Elsa play drums on all five songs? Yes, she did. Yep. Wow. And I, I mean, I guess that must be um, it, the, the byproduct of using the four track. Yes, machine. for like, sure. Uh, it's got, yeah, it's got a different vibe to it for sure. Yeah, it's it's really really alive sounding. I've I've been told it's difficult to record drums and get them to sound decent. Do you and Elsa have any recording tricks or special mic placements that you use to capture this very clean the clean drums that these songs on Gentle Centuries have? Um, well, for this one specifically, we kind of stumbled upon like one microphone on the snare. This is really I don't know. It's really uh nerdy <laughs> like a, yeah one, i i wasn't sure whether to ask you about it but i said yeah that's a good question you've never asked jason about that <laughs> sort of thing well, well, i mean it's you know for recording enthusiasts for sure they, they will love this but it's like and then we have one micro and these are like kind of your standard uh sure sm58s and 57s for if I, i'll get technical but um like and then there was one microphone i think that we used over kind of over her shoulder over the floor tom pointed down towards the snare kind of higher up and both these microphones are going into a mixer um to give them kind of a, a boost you know like in volume and then from the mixer we go into the four track so nice so that those those two or those three combinations were kind of what we stumbled upon after uh, a few times of trying some different kinds of uh, setups for this for well, recording in the basement. It definitely worked. Thanks for sharing that that uh, tech stuff. I I know it is a little geeky, and I I was considering like when I when I was composing these questions, I thought, is this is this too geeky? And I said, no, it's all right. There's some geeks that listen. Uh, this will be interesting I, I too. I love that sort of stuff. I could spend all day talking. About it. <laughs> oh, good. Hopefully, it'll help out some of uh, some of our listeners, some of our home recording folks. Uh, that yeah, those drums sound outstanding, and Elsa is obviously very very. Uh, uh, competent and talented uh, when it comes to that. I wanted to ask about the songs on this album. In, in were that were all five or the, the 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 five that that made the final cut were all five written by you and Elsa together. Um, no, I will. It's like each one was kind of different. Um, the the first track, which is kind of an organ based thing, I had the initial chords uh, kind of laying around. And uh, like the opening chords, they had been sitting around for a while. And um, I just kind of had to work out the middle part, which is kind of like a little jam section. Um, and that we just kind of we played that several times before I finally kind of stumbled on something. Um, the second track, Paper Moon, I kind of I brought it in. I was like, hey, I've got a couple of chords, like new chords. And. We played through it twice, and I didn't play pr particularly well, but Elsa, <laughs> Elsa made it through just fine. Um, and then I, I sort of deleted my guitar track and then rewrote the whole song over the top of her drums. Yeah. And um, in Hot Water, I, I totally 
wrote by myself and sent it to her and she's like this is awesome we got to record it just like this um where it's like kind of like the guitar was recorded straight into the four track not an like not through an amplifier so it's really overdriven through the four track um and let's see uh counted i guess i guess i kind of wrote all <laughs> wrote all of them by myself i don't know she she just kind of comes in and does whatever she wants to do um and adds to the songs you know however she wants and and 99.9 percent of the time i'm totally happy with what also wants to contribute now she's saying on the first song i assume right or was it both of you yeah uh she's we're both singing on on uh i think i think every song pretty much we're both singing except for the last song okay. it's just me very very cool well it's excellent it's a wonderful wonderful collaboration i know that you you two have been working together for some time now and it just seems like uh, this is you. You found you've. I wouldn't say stumbled onto something because I think it, it sounds like you you've rehearsed and you practiced together and, uh, but you've you've uh, you've encountered something that uh, that really really works. I think I think you're absolutely correct when you say the four track makes such a difference in the sound quality. Really really beautiful. Uh, Jason, you're a, you're a father to two adorable girls and and you're a husband and you work a regular job and this is all in addition to making music, making art, running an indie tape label, uh, making videos. You're a very busy person. When you and I were scheduling a time to talk today, you'd mentioned you had a family hike planned for later this afternoon. Are you the type of guy who has a hard time standing still? Um, no, I can, <laughs> I can lay around and, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, take in an entire uh, season of, television pretty easily <laughs> good for you that's good you don't feel um, any kind of anxiety when you're doing nothing no no i i mean i i love to work on art and music and i could definitely easily fill my day doing that um but i also know that it's good to to take a break and and um enjoy enjoy your family and enjoy your friends and enjoy some uh, some some other things in life because it's only going to kind of fuel uh the creative stuff as well at some point that's so great you've managed to find a really good balance that's uh that's a hard thing to do i think for a lot of time yeah i i, I try it's yeah it's definitely it's it's easy to you know to be like i must make this <laughs> and and you and go into the basement and work on stuff but um yeah i try to i try to definitely balance it out good for you Jason, as, as I mentioned, it's October. Halloween is just around the corner. Do you and your family celebrate Halloween? Oh, yeah, yeah. The girls, we already got costumes uh, ready to go. And um, my older daughter is being some character from some uh, Disney TV show that I don't even know. I can't even keep up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you help now? Again, you, obviously, you're creative. You're doing a lot artistically. Uh, are, are, do the costumes get very elaborate in your household, or is it is it more just like oh, I've got enough to worry about with all these tapes, <laughs> <laughs> or do you have a uh, hand in this? No, I, I'm I'm very much like uh, I will tell me what you want, and we will find it and and get it, and so we. <laughs> So luckily, Target had everything that we needed this year. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So, so th that's the older one. I assume is going to be a Disney character. 
Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, some sort of you know teenage show. She's she's ten now, so she's like a pre preteen, and it's uh it's it's getting kind of wild in our household. Oh dear, oh dear, you're <laughs> in for it. And then and then the younger one, is, you know, she found some sort of. Oh, sorry. No. She she found um, some sort of unicorn uh, uh, sort of fairy outfit that she liked that we got for her. And Fantastic! It's uh, it should be exciting. Right on. You guys give out candy at the house. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, we, 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 with the girls, we typically go out and trick or treat. And by the time we get back, everybody's done. So then I'm always left over with all I have all this extra candy that's, left over. That's so. the best. <laughs> yeah i don't shy away from the uh peanut butter cups right on man me too me too. i don't know you're 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 a you're a considerably thin man so good for you for staying so healthy and uh and uh still enjoying that stuff that's awesome well yeah I'm, I'm, i try to stay on top of it it's a you know as you age it gets harder yeah well i imagine the, the busyness of your life is probably has a lot to uh to add to that you know that your metabolism keeps keeps pumping away uh, Jason, I wanted to play uh, Century Phaser, the first song from the new EP, uh, for the listeners, because I thought it was it, it was obvious. It's the first song on the album. It, it caught my ear immediately, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. And then you listen to the rest of the album, and it just stays, the, consist- it, the consistency, it just stays quality throughout all five songs. And uh, I, I, I can't talk enough about how much I love it, but is there anything that you wanted to say about this song before I play it for our listeners? Um, I mean, I think we kind of covered it, you know, the, the original chords are several years old, like just sort of sitting there. And, um, if we hadn't really started jamming in the basement, I don't know, they probably would have just continued sitting there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's pretty unique cause it's kind of the first time that we had incorporated, uh, me playing keyboards and Elsa drumming at the same time. So that's kind of cool. Very, very cool. So I'm going to take you off speaker now, Jason. I'm going to play the song and then we'll come back and finish up. Sound all right? Sounds great. All right, very good. And let me take Jason off speaker. And I am going to play for you Century Phaser. And uh, this is from the new EP by Red Pants. Uh, the, the EP is called Gentle Centuries. There's going to be a link to it in the description of this podcast episode. I encourage you to check it out. I think you're going to love it. Here is Century Phaser by Red Pants.
There it is. That was Century Phaser by Red Pants from the new EP, Gentle Centuries. It's available now on Bandcamp. There will be a link to it in the description of this episode. I encourage you to check it out if you like what you heard there. Our guest is Jason Lambeth. Jason, that was so, so cool. I really love I really love every song on this, and I appreciate you letting me play Century Phaser for our listeners. I, I really hope they check it out. Well, well done for both of you. Please pass that on to Elsa from us. Will do, for sure. Jason, it's it's the last quarter of the year. You, you like to follow new music. I always love to hear what you're listening to. What what are some of your favorite new albums, bands, songs uh, that you've been enjoying in, in 2022 thus far? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, a couple of old things I'll, I'll sure. throw out. Just uh, that I've been really kind of like I've gone down the rabbit hole with have been these reissues, there were some reissues from Broadcast and Stereo Lab, which uh, you could probably hear uh, an influence on that song that you just played. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they did a bunch of reissues or like some reissues this year, which kind of led me to uh, listening to a lot of their earlier albums. But uh, as far as new stuff, I've been I've been just loving uh, the new Built to Spill album lately. Yes. So I think that will for sure be in my, my top five albums or so of the year um other a couple others that i really loved um the paper cuts album past life regression oh i had Uh, no idea they put out something new this year oh yeah yeah you should listen it's it's amazing i i just it's one of my i mean it's definitely one of my top albums of the year i you know i never actually listened to to his music until I, I I think I texted you in the spring or in the winter whenever I was getting ready to kind of put together the promotional stuff for the last Red Pants album. And I and I was like, name a few bands that Red Pants reminds you of. And you said Paper Cuts. And I had never listened to them. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then and I've been a really big fan of just about everything Slumberland has put out this year. Yes, great label. They've just been, it's been ridiculously consistent and they they put out this new album and i was just i've been all about it this year right <laughs> on excellent yeah i've got to check both those out go ahead jason i didn't mean to stop oh you there. no no i'm sorry if I, I can i can keep talking paper cuts for a while if you want. um my other my other favorite was horse girl <gasps> oh uh, i love that album oh my gosh it's so good right <sighs> Uh, it's it's I I don't understand how like nineteen twenty year olds can no that's exactly how I such felt. a fully formed realized album like I almost feel like they're playing me for a fool because I'm <clears throat> it's right in my demographic yeah no I <laughs> I'd read I'd read some reviewers say something like it's a, as if this was recorded in the mid nineties and just like rediscovered. <laughs> It's so yeah. good, but it, it does have that that mid nineties indie rock sound. It's it's really yeah, really incredible. It's, like, it's everything I wish I could put together in an album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like the 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 jealousy rage, like kind of. <laughs> oh no! I, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I I you know I'm so jealous, but I just love it so much that I I forgive them for being so good and so talented at such a young age. Yeah. A very good, very good band. All, all wonderful picks, Jason. Um, I got to check out that new Built to Spill. I, I've, I've read some good things. I just haven't, uh, haven't sat down to listen to it yet. But I, I look forward to hearing that and the new Paper Cuts. Right on, man. Thank you for sharing those with us, Jason. This has been, this has been such a great conversation, buddy. And I, I really, 
I really do uh, love the new EP, and I encourage our listeners to check it out. If you like what you heard there, I think you're going to love it. Uh, right now, I'm going to hand things over to our friend, Rachel Hathaway, with the Char Chat. Here's Rachel. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Andy gave me last week off, but SiriusXM didn't, so let's get into the charts. Starting off with our first 70s chart, it's September 15th of 1973. Of note for longtime listeners, the original Ann Peebles version of I Can't Stand the Rain is at number 95 this week, so you could do a compare-contrast with the cover by Eruption from 1978 we talked about a few weeks ago. Ann's version would go on to hit number 38. Tina Turner also covered I Can't Stand the Rain on her solo album Private Dancer from 84, while in 1973 she was on the charts with Nutbush City Limits, a song that she wrote based on her hometown of Nutbush, Tennessee. It made it to number 22 on the pop chart and was one of the last singles released as Ike and Tina. It was the duo's third biggest pop hit after Proud Mary and It's Gonna Work Out For Me. Finally, she left Ike in 1976, and she had went on to have an amazing solo career and a much happier marriage to a German man, Erwin Bach. Continuing from 73, at number 74 is Steely Dan with Showbiz Kids. Uh, this will go on to hit number 61, and it was the first single off of their second album, Countdown to Ecstasy, which I love that title, but always feels like it should have been a Barry White album instead of Steely Dan. And uh, notably, this song had Victor Feldman on marimba. This one is it, it contains a line about the Steely Dan t-shirt. So if you've ever heard that snippet, that's where that's from. At number 28, we have the Pointer Sisters with Yes We Can Can. And this was their first single off of their first album, which was self-titled. And I learned that this song was actually a cover. The original was by Lee Dorsey. Um, yes We Can Can would make it to number 11. And I learned that they had two earlier non-album singles, which didn't chart. And this one was recently used in the Showtime's First Lady show, uh, of course, in Michelle Obama's segment uh, when Barack was running for president. At number 19 is Chicago with Feeling Stronger Every Day. And this was written by their trombonist James Pankow with bassist slash vocalist Peter Cetera. This made it to number 10, and this was one of 21 top 10 singles for Chicago throughout their career. At number 15 is the Isley Brothers with That Lady Part 1. This would make it to number 6. And I included this uh, just so we could have the parallel of the Isley Brothers with the Pointer Sisters, but also because to continue with my commitment to getting as much of the Anchorman soundtrack onto the chart fix as possible. And when I was looking up the peak position of this one, I read that guitarist Ernie Isley had been influenced by Jimi Hendrix uh, when the Isley Brothers had toured with Hendrix in the 60s. At number 14 is My Maria by B.W. Stevenson. This would make it to number 9, and that was his biggest hit. And you may remember B.W. Stevenson for having the technically first version of Shambhala. So I wanted to include this on the chart picks for our very own Tommy Tallahassee, a.k.a. the King of Janitors. And hopefully he hears this. Moving on to 1980, it's September 20th, and at number 89 is the group Dynasty with I've Just Begun to Love You, and they were a a funk, soul, and disco group from Los Angeles, and this album is called Adventures in the Land of Music, and it was their second one. I love the cover, it kind of has that early Lisa Frank aesthetic. Uh, This song only made it to number 87 on the pop charts, which is a crime. It's a really fun song. It sounds a little bit like Holiday, so I don't know if if Madonna or the songwriters of that one were influenced by Dynasty or not, but they did have a lot more success on the R&B charts. 
At number 79 is If You Should Sail by Nielsen Pearson. That would make it to number 38, just cracking into the top 40. And this was a duo composed of Reed Nielsen and Mark Pearson. So that makes them kind of the bourgeois tag of Yacht Rock. And uh, the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast is how I first heard about these guys. At number 66 is Turn It On Again by Genesis, uh, off of their Duke album, which also had Misunderstanding, which is on the charts at the same time. And this one made it to number 58 only in the U.S., but it was a number eight hit in the U.K. Really love this one. They really they rock really hard on this. It's up there with Abacab for me. At number 59 is Switching to Glide, This Beat Goes On by The Kings, and that would make it to number 43. And they were banned from Oakville, Ontario, and this was their first album, The Kings Are Here, which the album was produced by Bob Ezrin. And this was officially like a medley, or they called it a segue. It was two separate songs that were put together and played as one on the radio. And when I first heard this in my chart listing a few years ago, it sounded so familiar, and I wasn't sure where I had ever heard it, but I did read that it was part of that re-release craze of the late 80s. So if any Des Moines stations were playing it, along with the Chicago ones, then that might be how I heard it. At number 33 is How Does It Feel To Be Back by Daryl Hall and John Oates. It's off of their ninth album, Voices. And when I was listening to the VJ Big 40, they pointed out that John Oates wrote and sang lead on this one. So I just wanted to feature it, give Oates some love. At number 20 is The Pointer Sisters again with He's So Shy. This would make it to number three. And it was their, their second biggest hit up until this point. And they ended up having seven top 10 singles. Uh, sadly, no number ones. And finally, from 1980, at uh, number 16 is ELO with All Over the World from the Xanadu soundtrack. This would make it to number 13. And there are two other songs from the soundtrack on the charts this week, uh, the title track and Magic. For some reason, this song sounds like New Radicals, You Get What You Give a little bit to me. So have a listen and see what you think. For the next 70s chart, we're in 1975. And at number 98 is Foot and Music by Bohannon. And this was up from number 100, uh, but I felt I wanted to feature this one because this, of course, is Hamilton Bohannon, the famed funk R&B and disco percussionist, drummer, songwriter, producer. Um, This was his only single to hit the pop charts. I just thought the serendipity of it was too good to pass up. At number 72 is Captain Tennille with Por Amor Viviremos, which is a Spanish version of their number one hit, Love Will Keep Us Together. And these were actually two separate singles that were on the charts at the same time. This made it to number 49, and I found out that they had a whole entire Spanish version of that first album. At number 39 is What a Difference a Day Makes by Esther Phillips. This one, oddly enough, was originally written in Spanish back in 1934, and then an English version was written, performed by a few different artists, and this was notable for being a disco version of the song. And to me, it kind of sounds like it could be from a musical. I get that vibe somehow. Uh, made it to number 20. I really just like her voice. It really, very distinctive voice. At number 32, we have Neil Sedaka with Bad Blood. This would make it to number one. And Wikipedia says this is one of the most commercially successful songs of his career. And this had an uncredited backing vocal by Elton John. And Neil Sedaka was a big songwriter who also began to be a performer in his own right, similar to Neil Diamond. And I first became aware of this song from that 70s show in the episode where Eric spent some time with his mom at her work. And for our 1988 chart this week, we're starting off at number 94 with a Miami rap duo called La Trim and their song Cars with the Boom. This would make it to number 54 on the pop charts. And it was the duo composed of Miami area teenagers Bunny D and Lady Tigra 
I'm just guessing they're teenagers because they look and sound very young, and I couldn't really find their ages anywhere. Uh, Bunny D is no longer in music, but Lady Tigra is still very active as an artist. And this song feels like I wish I could have heard this in 1988 because I'm sure I would have loved it. My brother would have loved it too. He loves anything related to car stereos, or at least as a, you know, a young person he did. Hopefully he's grown out of that. I don't know. At number 86 is Olivia Newton-John with her song The Rumor. This would make it to number 62. And I first heard this on the VJ Big Suit show a few weeks ago. It has a really cool video. Uh, it's from the album of the same name, and it was actually written by Elton John and Bernie Toppin. And Elton does backing vocals on this one, too. At number 82 is Edge of a Broken Heart by the group Vixen. Let's make it to number 26. And Vixen were a glam metal band from St. Paul, Minnesota. They had formed in 1980. And they moved to L.A. in 85, and they're a part of the documentary film Decline of Western Civilization Part 2. Uh, they were actually one of the few female kind of glam or hair metal bands. It's kind of just them and Lita Ford. And I learned that this song, Edge of a Broken Heart, was written by Richard Marks and Fee Waybill. At number 61 is Waiting for a Star to Fall by the duo Boy Meets Girl. This would make it to number five. They were um, George Merrill and Shannon Rubicon. And I want to give credit to Vicki O'Neill and Yacht Rock superfan Yoke Whitaker on Twitter who pointed out that this album cover looks exactly like the actors from TV's Beauty and the Beast, which was airing around the same time as this song came out. It ran from 87 to 90. But this song just screams late 80s to me. It just takes me right back to that time. At number 37 is Superstitious by Europe. This would make it to number 31. And I have to say, after Hot Rod, I became much more appreciative of Europe and their other songs besides The Final Countdown. Uh, this was their final U.S. Top 40 hit, but it was number one in their native Sweden. And finally, from the 80s this week, we have Don't You Know What the Night Can Do by Steve Winwood. It's at number 20 and would eventually make it to number six. This was off of the Roll With It album, and it was famously used in a Michelob ad. And I read that, unfortunately, this ad had come out before the album or the single hit were released. So then once the single came out, people thought he had written the song for Michelob. But Steve Winwood maintains that it was not the case he wrote the song and then the you know either the ad, you know someone ad agency i don't know how it works took the song and put it in the commercial so i feel like we should believe him that's all for me this week thanks so much back to you andy thank you rachel good to have you back thanks for doubling up on the charts this week the chart chat obsessives will be happy and i count myself as one this has been episode 248 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Jason Lambeth. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.